old school with the countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I did the number countdown with. The I fingers. I have wanted you to do it like that. Low these many many years. <laughs> it's only seemed like years. You've never given me the silent two one go. You always counted that all the way down. I usually do a silent one, don't I? Like you've I never done a silent one not once in my life. Come on. <laughs> I thought I always did a silent one. No, like you, you're a, always the fucking ESPN guy, and he, <laughs> he goes through, he runs through every digit. <laughs> In five, <laughs> four, three, two. <laughs> That's a little... <laughs> it's a little behind-the-scenes magic for the folks who don't get to hear that part of the show. <sighs> That's what you do, and you can't... And this time, you gave me the, like, the, the silent 2-1. Yeah, so. I did, like, a hybrid... I feel much more professional. <laughs> I mean, I did until I started speaking. And then and then I felt like me again. Yeah, that went right out the window. <laughs> it sure the did. The whole professionalism thing. Yeah. Hey, we're changing the narrative. <laughs> me and my stoner worker buddies. That's right. We're changing the narrative. Yeah. And, and, and so you're, you're stoners who get the job done. We're a bunch of can-do stoners. I love it. And there's there's more of us in the world. You just don't, you know, we're not the stereotype, so people don't have any fun talking about us. Right. <laughs> you, I'm serious. I know. I know you it's are. It's not fun to make fun of a guy who gets the job done well and safely while high. That's There's nothing to make fun of there. <laughs> the, will hi, the while high part <laughs> yeah. is uh, intriguing. It's because. E- <laughs> It's easy. It's much easier to continue. My point is much easier to make fun of the guy who's like, whoa, how are we going to do this? <laughs> Let's just smoke another noob and talk about it. <laughs> I personally hate that guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just because we're stoners does not mean we are aligned in philosophy. Right. I, I right? feel the same way about motorcyclists. Exactly. I am, I'm a very careful motorcyclist. I'm not a maniac with a sport bike out there like some of these guys that rip up and down the highway. That's right. And uh, and I'm not the kind of a jerk that goes around with really loud pipes to just you know to make a lot of noise and upset my neighbors. As somebody who lives in a neighborhood, thank you for that. Yeah. So I I it make I feel the same way about motorcyclists because generally we're perceived as people who are dangerous and loud and noisy and smelly. Right. Yeah. Right. But not and always. you're not smelly. Well, sometimes. <laughs> but I try not to be. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I mean, support you. I support you and your stoner friends. Thank you. Yeah. This is a whole different story once the mics get hot. <laughs> there was not a lot of support going on beforehand. <laughs> this is the thing. This is Come why on. everybody loves you and they think I'm an asshole. They don't hear you when the mics are not on. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's rewind. <laughs> Let's replay the scene. Okay. So you, there was a little bit, I heard a little bit of... You heard a little bong bubbler. Bong bubbler, that's right. And I said, all I said was, (laughs) it must feel good to get some (laughs) marijuana in you after a long, hard day. Yeah. It's not what you said. It's the way you said it. What was was wrong with it? What was wrong with the way I said it? So (laughs) judgy. You were like... So fucking judgy. Like, well, that must feel good. As if to say, you know, smoke in my lungs is probably not the best thing for me. I read your subtext, mister. No, I I wasn't actually thinking about the smoke in the lungs at all. No. 
No, I was thinking, just thinking about, about like, my well-being. Yeah, like the 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 dopamine rush you must get, you know, when it's like after a long hard day and you're you're putting some marijuana in. It's like me, like after a long hard day and I eat some Chinese food, and you get that dopamine. Oh yeah, that's what you I get needed. that MSG rushing coursing through your veins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I needed. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. that's the thing. That's the that's the that's what I wanted. Well, you keep doing that. I'll keep doing this. Let's see who dies first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think? That sounds fun. I love it. <laughs> Let's you and I have a Deadpool. I think this is the thing we should do. <laughs> well, and so what is that? We make a bet on who's going to die first? Yeah, and the loser is obvious. Is the, so the, like we'd pay in. To, if you think you're going to beat me in the Deadpool, then you, you'll pay in just like I will every year or month or whatever we decide. Uh-huh. And then the, you'll die first and I'll take the pot. <laughs> I see. You see how that goes? Now, I have a couple years on you. so I'm, That's true. You know, I have a bit of a head start. We can adjust for your inflation. Can we? I think so. Oh, okay, good. All right, that sounds fun. Yeah, well, there's mathematics in the world. We could probably figure that out. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Speaking of mathematics. Yes? Wh- what number is this one here, buddy? I believe it's number 58. What? Science, math, and geology. Other stuff that's numerology. Numerology. Oops. Uh, before you, you begin, know, may I just oh, may I say one please. thing? No, yeah, yeah. I want to. And before I begin, I'm also going to say one thing. Okay, go. <laughs> Who's going to say <laughs> so, one thing first? No, you first. You Me first. first? You, you first. sure? Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Positive. Okay. Positive. All I wanted to say was, welcome everyone to Glen Gary Glen Ross Infinite, the Glen Gary Glen Ross Infinite podcast. Your source for playing the jingle before we do the intro. A better way to get some dopamine in yous. <laughs> now, what were you going to say? What was I going to say? <laughs> you threw me so hard with the fact that we didn't do our little intro jammy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're out of practice, and it's my fault. Well, no, 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 no. It's 100% no. my fault. It, it is. It's no one's fault. I mean, it, no, this, this it is, is your problem. This flu was, was all... <laughs> <laughs> it's all on me. This is all on me. 100% on my shoulders. I mean, it's not all. It's it just that's uh, that's perception. Well, that it's, it's very kind of you to give me that grace, but uh, it was me that canceled. Well, that's okay. So uh, this is what I wanted to say. Yeah. I remembered. Oh, good. I was, telling, I was talking to somebody about the podcast today, uh-huh. a good friend of mine, and uh, he asked, uh, how, many, how many episodes have you done total on your podcast? And I was like, <laughs> and I didn't know. And then I was like, well, we did like, what did we do with that first one? Like a like hundred uh, and something on the first like one. Like a hundred and something, right? Yeah. And then I said, didn't we do a bunch of that? And nobody got it. <laughs> 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 so I had like a hundred and then this is at 58, which I knew we were about to do. Yeah. That's a hundred, almost 160 episodes. And none of that includes like episodes or minisodes. I mean, didn't we do a bunch of that? <laughs> <laughs> remember? You remember when we were doing minisodes? <laughs> didn't we record a bunch of that? Yeah, you know, we they we recorded them, you know. Yeah, we fucked it up. <laughs> we killed the goose. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are stuck with this. This shit. Fucking shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, so episode 58, buddy. Should I get, I jump into this lean, mean, slim, trim, quick... Uh, almost uh, unnoticeable numerology segment? <laughs> jump, my friend, jump. Okay. 58 is the natural number following 57 and preceding 59. How about that? 
Yeah, I mean it. It always. Uh, I just. It's a good way to ramp up. You sure. know, it's like yeah, getting yeah. in the starting block. When I say that, it's like I'm settling into the starting block. That's you know right. what I mean? You're, you're getting into the, my... getting into the bathtub. Well, I was going starting block. <laughs> <laughs> so that bathtub would come after starting block. I would think. <laughs> I don't know how I you sprint. It, yeah, say, it just depends on where the race is being run. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to start with starting block. We're going to get back to bathtub. And this does not count against my numerology time. But when I do that little natural number following preceding nonsense, yeah, it's like I'm, you know, I'm getting low. I'm still shaking out my, you know, I'm still banging out my thigh muscles. <laughs> I'm getting low, doing a little stretching, doing a little calf stretching. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Settling into the block. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And then when I get into the mathematics of the prime numbers and the bullshit, that's the gun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm off to the fucking races. <laughs> and you're soaking in a goddamn tub. <laughs> and I think that explains the difference between our two broadcasting styles. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> He's in accordance. <laughs> 58 is the sum of the first seven prime numbers. Hey. You love that. Of course I do. I, you always do seem to love when the first some odd primes add up to the thing we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much, but it sure Very is satisfying. fun. It is. Yeah, it I is agree satisfying. with you. That's right. Uh, it's an 11 gonal number. Oh, gonal. Gonal. <laughs> You just said O'Donnell. Yeah. Like O'Donnell. <laughs> it just made me think of an O'Donnell I once knew. I mean, if I ever hear of an, a Gonnell number again, it's too soon. You know what I mean? But, really? You're done with Gonnell numbers? Yeah. Gonnell numbers, you're gone. It, you're canceled. They're just gross. <laughs> I think it's because it's, as we discussed previously, it's too much like gonad number. Something, yeah. There's something, something. wrong with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it's also a Smith number. How's that grab you? Oh, that's kind of fun. You're all right with that? Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, Smith is, you know, sounds very waspy, but, you know, that's okay. Whatever. I mean, they have numbers too, buddy. <laughs> There's good people on both sides. Ahem. <laughs> 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 there is no solution to the equation X minus Euler's totient function times x equals 58, <laughs> making 58 a non-quotation. Oh, there we go. Non-quotation. Yeah. Non-quotation. <laughs> we, we love our non-quotations here in the Northeast. Yeah, we do. Right? I just can't understand why there's no answer to the equation. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it seems like every equation has some answer. I feel like you... Euler's totient function really fucks up the whole goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> it's like the equation's going along, x minus blah, blah, times blah, blah, and then here comes Euler. <laughs> right, with his random fucking function. <laughs> random totient function. Yeah, wh where did he come up with that from? Exactly. He just made it up. Exactly. And ruins a perfectly good equation. Exactly. That's bullshit. It would have been a cototient if not for Euler, <laughs> now it's non-cotosian. Thanks, Euler. Yeah, thanks again, Euler. <laughs> Euler. <laughs> Euler. <laughs> you remember that one, buddy? Of course. Ferris Bueller? Yeah, remember that guy who played the teacher in Ferris Bueller? Oh, Mr. Ben Stein. I remember him very well. That's right. He was such a big star for a while after that where he had his own 
game show TV that show thing. Game show win Ben Stein's money. That was yeah, a blast. That's I right. I love Ben Stein. Did you know he was a Nixon speechwriter? I think I did know that. And he was a Richard Nixon speechwriter. Yeah, and he was like an economist too, right? Like he's yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah, and he also. Do you have dry eyes? <laughs> and he did like a, a Vibrant commercial or Visine commercial or uh, something. He shit. did tons of commercials back in the day. He was all over that shit. You know, anytime you had a boring product, you called Ben Stein and, you know, or an exciting product and you're trying to make it look boring. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Do you have dry eyes? <laughs> Are your eyes red? But how about that guy, huh? Ben Stein? Amazing. Are we going to cast Ben Stein? I think we have to now, don't we? I think we? so, too. Okay. Who would they play? Who would they play? John Hamm, Jacqueline Van Damme, Heather Graham, the boys from Wham. Who would they play? Who would they play? Chris Pratt, Jolly Old Fat, Benjamin Pratt, Oliver Platt. Who would they play? Who would they play? Who would they play? Ben Stein. No, Benny Stein. When we first started talking about him, and when you said, should we cast him, the first thing that went through my mind was like there was only one spot to put him. But as the jingle wore on, oh. I started to think of lots of possibilities. I like to see you're using your jingle time wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't just... I take, I take hits and drink vodka. <laughs> I wasn't just and shoving gummy bears into my gullet. I was actually <laughs> thinking about something. My man. Yeah. Uh, well, what can I ask then, and you don't have to settle on this, but what was your initial, your first answer, best answer? I think what my, was my gut reaction was Arano. Mine too. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Makes I a lot even of went, sense. I don't want to go to lunch <laughs> in my head. Yeah. But the more I thought about it. You lay it on me, baby. I thought it would be really fun for him to be Blake. <laughs> At the front of the room, A, B, C, always be closing, always be closing. <laughs> nice. Right? Nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's brilliant. <laughs> I, I don't know that he has the gravitas that a, maybe a Blake needs. Maybe. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if Shirley Temple can be Blake, what are we talking about? You literally took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, boom. I'm ready to lay down my sword <laughs> and yield to you, sir. Wow. Uh, well, I'll give you my other couple, too, just, to, just, to, just in oh, case. Oh, great. There's then you'll more. have some more options. Uh, uh-huh. Also, I thought maybe a spanel. Always a good option. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and maybe a Williamson again, someone who likes to say stuff. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, yeah. If we're doing a direct sort of typecast, I would say Williamson is the best option there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But um, but you know, what about a uh, what about a put upon police officer? <laughs> maybe the years <laughs> haven't been kind. <laughs> maybe he's approaching retirement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he just wants people to get in a room. <laughs> Would you please, Roma? <laughs> I'd like to get some lunch. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, that's this is my other option, but I think Blake is too good. To that whole monologue would be too phenomenally hilarious. It would be damn funny, yeah. To pass it up. No, I mean, we both recognize he's not going to make the final cut, but it's nice. I mean, not after Shirley Temple. I mean, come on. Well, 
Well, we'll yeah, we'll get him in the corral. We'll sit him next to Eastwood. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, I like Ben Stein as Blake. All right, I love it. I do. We did it, buddy. That was nice. We did it. Yeah. All right. Let's get back in with a little science. Okay. Shall we? Let's. 58 is the atomic number of cerium. Oh, okay. A lanthanide, and I don't know if you recall what lanthanides are, but as a little primer, they comprise the 15 metallic chemical elements with the atomic numbers 57 through 71. Okay, okay. So we're early in the lanthanides. Gotcha. Right now. Okay. Right? Yep. Cerium is a chemical element with the symbol CE, the atomic number 58. It is a soft, ductile, silvery white metal that tarnishes when exposed to air and is soft enough to be cut with a knife. Are you cerium? <laughs> Sorry. I'm soft s- enough to be cut with a knife makes it Monica Seles' favorite lanthanide. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, t- I, I apologize to Monica Seles and <laughs> all the people in the Seles camp. <laughs> I don't know that um, story. What's the story I, of Monica I, Seles? I went Brian Adams last week with the lanthanide that could be cut with a knife. Oh, okay. Remember? And I couldn't double dip on Brian Adams because, <laughs> ew. <laughs> and you don't remember Monica Seles getting stabbed courtside? Oh. By a deranged fan? Yeah, I do remember that now, yes. Yeah, my joke is in horrible taste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Monica Seles. She was great. Well, yeah. Yeah. So did the guy that stabbed her. <laughs> Cuts like a knife. And yeah, you know, yeah. That's, li- that's love, right? I mean, but it feels so right. <laughs> in the words of Brian Adams. Right. Uh, yes, but I like a metal that you can cut with a knife. That's a great. That's a great little metal, if you ask me. I think so too. I think they should have called these the butterides instead <laughs> of the lanthanides. You know. Why? Why's it got to be butter? I love butter. What? That doesn't. That that. Well, you like a lot of things. That's <laughs> not. That, that doesn't mean. It doesn't mean it's got to, we got to go butter eyes <laughs> with this. That's I mean, I guess you can cut other things with a knife, too. You can cut lots of things with a knife, pal. <laughs> <laughs> your Monica Celeses, <laughs> your, your soft cheeses. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of good cheeses you could choose. Yeah, brie. A brie, for example, is a good knife cheese. Yeah, but a brie-eyed, that doesn't really ring. It doesn't really yeah, because butter eyes way better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, let's put a pin in butter brie eyed. Okay. <laughs> and see, although, and now I'm getting hungry. God damn it. <laughs> uh, cerium is the most abundant of all the lanthanides, making up 66 parts per million of the Earth's, Earth's crust. All right. Yeah. The, that value is just behind that of copper. Hmm. And cerium is even more abundant than, say, uh, common metals like uh, lead and tin. I had no idea cerium was so popular. It's, it's out there, baby. How about that? It's out there. It's in there. Go get some. <laughs> Brought to you by the Lanthanide <laughs> Company. <laughs> cerium was discovered in Bostnas, Sweden. Huh. By Jans Jacob Berzelius. I feel like we've had Berzelius before. You might remember (laughs) Berzelius from such elements such as selenium and thorium. (laughs) (laughs) He had a buddy in this discovery named Wilhelm Heisinger, Uh who we've also discussed when discussing selenium and thorium. Yes. Um, Ironically enough, this was also independently discovered in Germany by Martin Heinrich Klaproth. 
Hey, we've had him before too. We've double dipped on all these guys. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but it's the crazy thing is in both in both in early 1803, um, both parties claim to have discovered cerium, and nobody knows who discovered it first. Oh, that's fascinating. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I, I imagine that there's there was a long-standing animosity <laughs> <laughs> between the Brazilius camp and the Klaproth camp. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't cotton to no Germans, so I'm in the Brazilian <laughs> camp myself. Hey, you Klaproths! How many times <laughs> I got to tell you to stay off my land? <laughs> Vermin! <laughs> this feud. Just, I'm just the guy over your shoulder yelling "Vermin!" <laughs> this feud ain't gonna end today, Klaproth. Vermin! <laughs> Not until you admit we was the one that found a cereal. Admit it, Vermin! <laughs> oh my god yeah so the <clears throat> the uh the classic feud between the brazilius's and the claparothes <laughs> yeah all over cerium Sir- Sir- i love it I, I i i think this is i love this story i can't believe it's never been made into a movie why, and, and why yeah why has it not been immortalized yeah i'm telling you yeah i'm with you i'm gonna get to work on that I, I, and any help you need, I am your humble servant. Okay. Do you want to play Brazilius or Klaproth? Do I want to play Klaproth? <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> okay. I'll play the evil Klaproth. Yeah. The evil Klaproth. Yeah. 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 It's perfect for you. You got those shifty, beady little eyes. <laughs> your personal hygiene is in question. <laughs> I'm half German. It's perfect. You're half, you are half German. Yeah. I mean, you walk around with a Weingartner. That's right. It's in my blood. That's, I mean, that's you might as well be full German with a name like that. I know, right? Yeah. Do you do you like any of the German traditions? Any of the classic German food? Are you German in any way <laughs> outside of your name? <laughs> well, I I've, uh, I went to Berlin a couple years ago for a work trip and spent some time okay. there over the weekend. I stayed and explored Berlin. It was really fascinating. What a great city! Did you consider it a? a uh, a homage to the motherland. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I enjoyed my time there. It's really good. Like you know, there's no. Even though I'm half German, there's there was never any like German stuff in my lineage, my grandparents or anything. There was no like you know, we didn't. Nobody. Everybody was just kind of like, Ugh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was like never. It never came up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just wasn't a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know so. Huh. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, the Italian side was very proud of their Italian heritage, and and because Did yeah, my grandparents came over on the boat when they were young kids, and so we knew all about all that. So that was more right, right, right. Uh, historically relevant, and the German side, I don't know anything about. So right, but and yet saddled with a name like Weingartner. That's right. Everybody probably thinks you're like the Uber German. Maybe they do. I mean, I know I did. <laughs> I was like, this guy is probably going to talk about. Gassing people in ovens any minute now. <laughs> I kept asking you for your papers all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do, you know? Yeah, that's right. And I thought you meant rolling papers, and I'd be like, here, what? what's the problem? <laughs> Roll one up, bro. It is amazing, though, when you go to Germany these days. Like, if you go to the airport uh, and you try to buy, like, a Coke or a, a beverage of water at one of the sure. many stores inside the airport... You have you have to show your papers every time you buy something. You have to get out your passport and your ticket and show it to them, or they won't sell you a bottle of water. 
Is that right? Yeah, it's it's freaky. Still? Yeah, it's very freaky. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I've never figured that out. But what are you gonna do with the bottle of water? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me Why? chuckle though every time because they're like, you know, papers, please, you know, and then I have to <laughs> dig through my backpack to find my, you know, I'm like, really? That's infuriating. Yeah, it's really weird. What the hell? <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you gaslighting me? No, this is a true story. Every time really? I've been to Germany, yeah, uh, that's what it's happened to me. Yeah, they're still just asking for papers. Yeah, well, they don't say papers, please. They just say, you know, may I please see your passport? You know, whatever. That's the same thing. It is You're not fooling anybody. That's right. The politeness, <laughs> the politeness does not cover up what's going on yeah. underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, you're not fooling anyone, Germans. <laughs> You change the verbiage all you want. We know you're still asking for papers. <laughs> I don't care for it. Well. I'm not going to Germany. No. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something on a positive side. How about that? Go ahead. <clears throat> when you're in, when I was in Berlin, uh, our hotel was uh, within a, within the, uh, about a, a walking distance of our hotel. There were at least six major monuments to the Holocaust that you could go and they're all heartbreaking. Some of them are like outside and they're they're really beautiful. And some of them are like museums you can go in and have different experiences. And they're all really touching. And everywhere you go through the city, there's these little plaques that you just come upon that say like, you know, this is to commemorate the uh, all the, the, the lesbian and gay people who were murdered by the Nazis. And every different kind of person you can think of who was murdered by the Nazis. There's plaques and statues and all that stuff. And I think that's amazing. Like we don't we don't look at our history the same way at all. Um, right. But they, they're so uh, open and smart about how they're teaching their children and anyone who comes to Germany about that awful part of their history uh, that I think it's really good. Well, that's great. Yeah. One hopes there's a few plaques that say, eh, we're sorry. Yeah, well, they all do, essentially. That's, yeah. the, that's the message, right? So yeah. I was really impressed by that, and I wish we did more of that here, you know? I mean... Well, I mean, look around, buddy. The monuments are falling. They are. It's happening. It's happening. They are. Today is the day that it that is the, the most recent day that these things are happening, and we're in the midst of it. So yeah. it's hard to, like... Uh, it's hard to see that it's happening, but it is, and we're getting there. Yes, and I'm glad about that. Absolutely. Coming to terms with our terrible, terrible history. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's when the healing can start. <laughs> it's true. Don't you agree? I do agree. I think we yeah. have to all have to face it. You know, like we like we, we've we've been told a fairy tale whitewashed version of our history for so long that. Oh, for sure. You know, we need to start educating kids and adults about sure. what the hell really went on. You know. Preach, brother. <laughs> Preach. No, I'm done preaching. All right. Back to cerium. Yeah, let's do that. If I can get a little cerium for a second. Please do. The first use of cerium was in gas mantles. Oh, I love a good gas mantle. Do you? I do. Do you? Don't you? I do. Yeah. But who I doesn't? know what a gas mantle is. Well, like in a gas lamp kind of thing, you know, gas mantle. Yeah, it's like a little bag. Yeah. It gets filled with the gaseous elements and then uh, creates your uh, intensities. <laughs> Your lighting intensities. That's right. Gas mantles invented by Austrian chemist Karl Vauer von Welsbach. How about it? I like Karl. Back, way back in 1885, he had experimented with several mixtures of magnesium, lanthanum, and yttrium oxides 
but these gave a green tinted light and were considered unsuccessful. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I made light, you bastards. <laughs> That's a little too green, Carl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of things are green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, this, you know, go take a piss without this in the middle of the night. It makes my cheeks look purple because of the green. Who is this now? I don't know. Some Someone's criticizing Carl. What's his face? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Mrs. Von Wellspock. There you go. It could have been her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always criticizing the hue <laughs> of the light he produced <laughs> from nothing. <laughs> God damn it. This is my first gas mantle. Please. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to create something here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, proto-mantle. Yeah. Get off my back. Right? <laughs> get off my back, <laughs> late woman. Could someone, please, <laughs> get this wife off my back. Get Mrs. Von Wells back off my Wells back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, cerium is continued to be used in some top-notch burn creams. Burn creams. Burn creams. All right. I've used a burn cream with, with cerium in it. How'd it work out? Top notch. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It was really great. I think this cerium stuff is really making the world a lot better, I have to say. I mean, yeah, from gas mantles to burn creams. That's right. And everything in between tweens. That's right. And it's in your phone. You can say, hey, cerium, and then you can ask it all sorts of questions and get answers. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your papers. <laughs> Well, there you go. That wraps up Siri. Nice. We're going to move on to astronomy if you're okay with that. I'm looking into the sky right now. You are, aren't you? Yeah. Look at you. Heavens gazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, up there somewhere, buddy, is a Messier object. All right. And it's M58, which is a magnitude 11.0 galaxy in the constellation Virgo. 11? Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. It's a big boy. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't think that Virgo, the Virgin, would want something that big inside of it. Well, I mean, it's all big to the Virgo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. You see what I'm saying? I do. It's, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's all relative. It, it's that's true. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing in a thing is going to be the biggest thing that's ever been in that thing, <laughs> no matter how big it is. <laughs> Isn't that right? That's fair. That's very fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> At least that's what I told my high school girlfriend. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> no, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. <laughs> we got some music tidbits. Oh, I like music. 58 was the name of a side project involving uh, the great Motley Crew member Nikki Six. Oh. You remember Nikki Six? Vaguely, yes. Do you remember Motley Crue? Yes. You do. Yeah, you can't forget Motley Crue. Nikki Six was essentially the creative force behind Motley Crue. Okay. No one ever gives him the credit, but he wrote all the songs. Did was he the one who insisted on the umlaut? I don't know that anyone insisted on the umlaut. <laughs> there was a double umlaut. Oh, there was a double umlaut? I'll have you know. Wow. Yeah. Motley and also over the U in crew. Damn. They double umlauted. <laughs> now, see, if I if I was to ever have a discussion with Nikki Six, I'd be like, I think you went too hard on the umlauts. <laughs> One umlaut would have been sufficient. Yeah, you he w- and he would have been like the heroin and the umlauts. You're right. We went too hard on both. 
we we went too hard on both of those things. <laughs> we should have stopped at one umlaut and like half the heroin. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think he'd agree with you. <laughs> Especially now in his very dilapidated state. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not doing great. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, 58 Poems is a song by the band Chicago. Oh, okay. Now, do you like that funky, funky horn sound of early Chicago? I do kind of like that, yeah. Your Saturday in the park, these kinds of things. I enjoy that. uh, 25 or 6 to 4, these these songs, you like those? I do, and I I have to say I enjoy them a thousand times more than like 80s Chicago when they were doing that like garbage, like dancing music or whatever it is. Let's go easy now. (laughs) It's hard for me to see, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 that crap. Yeah, no, that's the good stuff, baby. <laughs> that's that was my entree into Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the Chicago 17. Oh, come on, terrible. Come on, terrible. What are you? What are you? How could you say this? <laughs> Hard habit to break. You're the inspiration. Oh, oh. Come on, oh. you didn't have your hands on a pair of sweet high school ladies' hips. <laughs> You're the meaning in my life. You're, You're the, the inspiration. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's why it you makes me so nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> because it was during a time in my life where, like, you know, I didn't know what I was, What I still don't know what I'm doing. But I, I, Well, know. I like both versions of the band, just so you know. Okay, all right, good. I don't mind Satara making panties wet. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part I don't like. <laughs> no, no, just just Peter Cetera. No, yeah, not the we other know, part. we <laughs> know, we can tell. <laughs> no, just the P- Peter Cetera part, not the other. Uh, sure, sure, the, sure. The moist panties are always the, thumbs up. Okay, all right. Now it's gotten really creepy. Cetera <laughs> <laughs> can do it, pal. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get into a little mythology here, so bear with me. Oh, I think it's important. This is good. Belief in the existence of 58 original sins by several civilizations native to Central America or South America caused the number to symbolize misfortune. Huh. Aztec oracles supposedly stumbled across the number an unnaturally high amount of times before disaster usually fell. Huh. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's like seeing uh, 9-11 on the digital clocks. Everybody says they see that now. Like, they uh, look over more when that happens. I'm like, no, you don't. You just know it's a thing now. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So once one guy was like, 58 is bad. <laughs> then all the other oracles were like, 58? We got to look out for 58. <laughs> <laughs> got to be on the lookout for 58. <laughs> you guys see a 58? Yeah, me too. Right before that thing happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? I do. And there were 58 sins. Like that's a lot of different varieties of sins. 58 original sins. Yeah, yeah. we only have seven. We have seven deadlies. That's true. And only one original, right? Isn't the isn't the uh, that one big one about being uh, shamed? I guess so. What's that one called? Um, I don't know. Isn't that the original sin? Yeah, original sin is something to do with like Adam and Eve, right? It's, it was e- yeah, yeah, Eve like eating the, the, the apple. The, the, yeah, 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 and creating shame. Yeah, and, and having knowledge of whatever. Of yeah, yeah, of the the carnal stuff. Yeah, exactly. All the stuff Satara taught us about in the eighties. <laughs> 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 See, I told you I didn't like them. They're bad. They're one of the. Yeah, bad for you. He, you're right. He might be the 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 devil. That's right. Incarnate. Yeah. See, 
I'm telling you. One famous recording of this uh, about the disasters and the seeing of the things coming and the things. Uh-huh. Right? You, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, though largely discredited, uh, concerned the Oracle of Montezuma II, who allegedly counted 58 pieces of gold scattered before a sacrificial pit the day prior to the arrival of Hernan Cortes, who led the expedition that caused the fall of the Aztec Empire. Ah. How do you like them apples? It's, uh, you know, that's fine. 58 pieces of gold. You know, I would say count them. <laughs> and if there's 58, just leave them be. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to tempt, tempt fate, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And there's also, what's the number of Judas's? Judas got paid how many? 30, I think. 30 sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, stay stay, stay away from those counts of gold pieces, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, that guy was like, eh, one for you, 57 <laughs> for me. I'm good. <laughs> There's some bad juju in the number 58, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who knew it? I didn't. I had no idea. I have no ill will for 58. Yeah, I mean, it never struck me as a as a positive and or negative number. No. It's just just another one of those numbers. It's not even cotoshant. It's it's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not. Fucking Euler. <laughs> uh, we got a little general fifty eightery uh, here for you, buddy. Excellent. Yeah, you love. This. I do. Uh, the code for international direct dial phone calls to Venezuela. Oh, fun. Fifty eight. Nice. Dial fifty eight. Talk to a drug lord. <laughs> That's how you do that. Great. <laughs> the number of usable cells on a hexagon game board is 58. Ah. You know you know those hexagon game boards? I think so. Yeah. You got one called Attax, spelled with two X's. Oh, you know that one? Now, see, I would have... Again, who designed that? Nikki Six? <laughs> I mean, one X would have been fine. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Do you do you, this is amazing. Do you know that Nikki Six spells his name with two X's? Of course he does. Oh, I I didn't know you knew that or not. <laughs> two K's in Nikki and two X in six. Yeah, he's got he's got problems, that dude. He likes to double down on things. He does. Look, you missed the first doom left, there's another one coming. Don't worry, I got you taken care of. <laughs> Yeah, and stacking X's. I mean, that's just the thing that guys in the in the end in entertainment industry do sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Yeah. Stack those X's, baby. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to pronounce two X's right after each other, right? Yeah, it is. That's according to Liz Taylor, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bumping. Very good. Hey, oh, hey, that was really good. Hey, thanks, buddy. Uh, book title: Fifty Eight Lonely Men. Oh. Uh, let me let me let me read you the subtitle because I think maybe you're thinking of something other than what it is. Okay. Uh, Southern federal judges and school desegregation. Ah, okay, I like this it. This was about 58 judges in the South during the Brown versus the Board of Ed decision. All right. And they were lonely men. I'm sure they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot of not a lot of guys on their side. Right. Probably. Probably not back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, shout out to the lonely men. Way to go. Yeah. If you're lonely out there and you have a black robe, you know, this one's for you. <laughs> right? Right. There are 58 counties in California. Oh, how about that? Yeah. There's a lot of counties in that state. Well, it's a big state. Big ass state. Yeah. It's true. It is big. 
58, I found this very interesting. The minimum wind speed needed to issue a severe thunderstorm warning. Oh, I never knew that. (laughs) Okay, Grandma. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it. I I I love knowing that when I ever because I've heard it a million times in my life and we'll hear it again. Severe thunderstorm warning in the area. Yeah, that means somewhere nearby there's 58 mile an hour winds. Yeah, how about that? That's crazy. That's a lot of wind. That's a strong gust. Yeah, that'll knock you down. Yeah, that'll knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> they will say that. Do they? At say least that? my high school football coach would have said that. Wow. Yeah. Colorful language. <laughs> From Coach. <laughs> yeah, Coach Iannotti. <laughs> he would tell me that uh, he's going to knock my dick in the dirt. Nice. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, Mr. I. <laughs> Fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> I didn't know you played You're, football. You didn't? No. Only as a freshman and a sophomore. Oh, okay. What was your position? And then I, and I was in the marching band sure. after that. Yeah. What was your position? As a sophomore, I might have talked about this before. As a sophomore, I played football and then played with the band. At the same, like, so you... you at, at During halftime, when the football team went in to get, you know, X's and O's, I stood on the sideline in my football uniform and played my trumpet. That is fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> what did I play? Is that what yeah, you Yeah, like what me? position? Oh, I was a very ineffectual halfback. Okay. And a not-so-terrible outside linebacker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are fun positions to play. Yeah, I wasn't a, I wasn't really a hit the whole hard kind of guy. No? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do a little dancing. <laughs> You're more like a Le'Veon Bell, just kind of like yeah, hanging I out did, in the I backfield. Did, I did prefer to do a little sidestepping and some dancing. Sure. Mr. Iannotti was not about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to argue did, with him. Did not care for that. That's too bad. He wanted one move and go, you know? Sure, yeah, of course. And I was like, no, 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 seven moves and, you know, a cloud of dust. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some yardage, maybe not. Who knows? I think what really hampered your performance was when you would you would play that little uh, reverie in the backfield when I handed the ball, do 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 you know, before you hit the hole with your trumpet. It was hard to put the horn down yeah. and then receive the handoff. Yeah, it's tough, see? <laughs> it was very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a little hamstrung yeah, by that. for sure. You yeah. would. You would. Anyone would. Anyone would, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You give you give sweetness a trumpet, he's not sweetness anymore. <laughs> you ask me. I think you're right. What am I supposed to do with this trumpet? <laughs> Yo, why'd y'all give me this trumpet? <laughs> That's like right before, right after the huddle breaks. <laughs> Yo, Willie Galt, how come I got a trumpet? <laughs> I don't know this play. <laughs> and I knew all the plays. <laughs> Must be a new play. 16, 42, <laughs> Louis Armstrong, hike. <laughs> Miles Davis, Miles Davis. <laughs> Al Hurt, Al Hurt. There's some trumpet players for there you. There you go. Yeah. 58 Minutes is a book by Walter Wager. Yeah. On which the film Die Hard 2 was based. Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> Wait, why do I have to come on? <laughs> I would not have wagered that that, that was based on a, no, on, on a book. That's nicely done. Thank buddy. you. Because, like, was the first one was just an original piece, right? No, also based on a book. Oh, was it also based on a wager novel? 
It was not a wager novel. That guy's name was Jeez, I can't remember oh, his I'm name. Sorry. But he yeah, he yes. So yes, that was also based on a book. No diehard movie was ever created as a diehard movie. Oh. They were all something else. Okay. Isn't that something? That is something. Are you looking it up, buddy? I am. I think it's interesting because they, you know, that you would take different sources and then just slap John McCain in there and make it a right, diehard movie. Right, right, right. Oh, Roderick Thorpe huh. wrote a 79 novel called Nothing Lasts Forever, upon which the original Die Hard was based. What about that? Nothing Lasts Forever sounds like a James Bond movie. It really does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really does. It was probably, it was probably yeah, the, the elevator pitch was probably like a New York cop James Bond type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Totally. Right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like a working That's class James Bond kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thorpe it. was really on to something. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that. I like that, yeah. He, he also wrote another book called In the Mayor's Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was it was good. It was, I love it. was a good one. Yeah. He wrote uh, Quantum of uh, Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, Roller Sphere was another good one. It was really good. I, well, look, if it gave us John McClane, I'm happy oh, for no, I'm sorry. It was it. not Roller Sphere. It was Thunder Sphere. That's right. R- Roll, Roll, right. Ball Thunder, Thunderball. Right, 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 right. That's right. right. My bad. Right. That's okay. Okay, thanks. Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> big, I'm a big fan of that movie, know as you, you know. know. It's on my perfect movie <laughs> That's list. That's right. Um, finally, for the for the general 58ery, I-58 was the name of one of the type of B-3 submarines that fought in World War II. Huh. The I-58. I like it. You do? Yeah. It was a Japanese type cruiser submarine, huh. whatever that means. I don't know. But a, I don't a, know either. If it was a cruiser, it sounds very comfortable. <laughs> just, you know, just let's just go down there and ride around a while. I, you know, w- wartime submarines fascinate me. Oh, man, that must have been just hell to be in a submarine Can like imagine? that. Can you even imagine? I can't. I can't imagine. Me neither. I, I can't even, like, I love the movie Das Boot. Yeah, and it's a great movie. Harrowing. I mean, I think that's the best uh, example of like what living in a submarine must have been like because it is absolutely harrowing. And yeah, I, they really, really capture it there. Yeah, Ooh, great film. Really great film. Yeah, and there was that, there was a great Hackman submarine film, isn't there? What am I thinking of? Uh, I think I think there is. I'm not sure what it we is. Ne- though. We we need a fucking intern. <laughs> like nobody's been oh it was the crimson tide oh course. yeah crimson tide there you go yeah yeah, yeah of yeah. course of course it, see th- it, i was thinking last night about like double features triple features quadruple features of different movies of different types lay it on me baby like for I example love this. i love where your head right? is right like you could come up with submarine movies and you could do for like sure. hunt for red october you could do das yeah Boot, you can do crimson tide and you have, i often theme my movie nights. and you'd have a great time right you could have a phenomenal time. yeah Last night I was watching uh, The Great Escape, <laughs> and I was thinking of, of uh, POW movies I could watch. Yeah, and there's, yeah. There you could yeah. do the, pr- the Great Escape, Stalag Seventeen, um, The Deer Hunter, and I had one other one which I can't remember anymore. But you can have so much fun with this. I can't pull any, but that's great. I would say, yeah, this is a public service announcement. Theme your goddamn movie nights. <laughs> because you can. There's yeah. so many movies. Yeah, it's great fun. What are you doing? <laughs> 
I often go, um, I often theme them with just an actor or a director, you know, like I'll have oh, a Hackman Fest, that's good. for example, that's good. or whatever. I just thought of a fun game, which Lay is, it on me. I'll name three films oh, shit. and you have to tell me what the movie night theme is. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm not sure I could do it right now, but I'd have to come up with, with three. Well, I mean, we can say this is a game you'll prepare for next time. Yeah, that's if you, true. If that makes you feel more comfortable. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll give you one. It's This is a really easy one, but just to get the, give the me idea of how the movie works. As long works. as this doesn't count against my numerology timing segment. Oh, it absolutely does. Okay, great. Okay, so uh, The Shawshank Redemption. Gotcha. Happy Y'all. And... Gotcha. Um, uh, 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 I'm struggling for a, a third of this genre. Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, that's that's the that's the <laughs> idea. Okay, you got it. I got it. Prison Break movie. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be awesome. There's also a movie called Prison Break. Oh, cool, I think cool, hand cool, cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke is another, is another good one. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's actually a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. So I like yeah. this game. That's a great game. I think it'll be fun. I love. I think we can even we can even get more specific. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can get like really obscure with it and make it hard. Exactly. Yes. I love it. All right. I'm in. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned for more versions of that game. <laughs> That's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So sadly, we're moving into sports. Sports. Which means we're rounding out the segment. Okay. Sports. Uh, in Formula One racing, 58 is the number of laps in the Australian Grand Prix since 1996. Here we go again with the senses. With the with the senses in the Grand Prix, <laughs> Doug DeSenses must have been the F one manager coming up with all these. Hey senses. mate, that's <laughs> one too many laps, isn't it? <laughs> it's terrible. It is nineteen ninety two. What are we doing? Crikey! <laughs> Australian Grand Prix. You know somebody there says crikey for sure. They must all the time. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, we got Hall of Fame footballer Jack Lambert. Oh. Uh, you know, one of the best ever. Yeah. One of the best ever do it. He wore 58. That's good. And then this fella named Jonathan Papelbon, who I literally know nothing about other than he's a baseball player that people love. Oh, people love him? Well-known ball scratcher, Jonathan Papelbon. <laughs> he's a former Philly great, by the way. I didn't know. When did he play for the Phillies? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in like the, the late 90s or early aughts. We need an intern. <laughs> we need an intern. Like late 90s, early aughts, I would say, was okay, Jonathan right. Papelbon. Okay, time. yeah, that makes sense. I, wouldn't, I wasn't even around then. So Yeah, he, I, I, I never liked Jonathan Papelbon. He was like a, I, I, mostly because I think he was a brave early in his career and he had a lot of success uh-huh. there and I don't like the Braves. That's, yeah, I mean, I know I know the name. I know that he was a, at least a decent enough player. Yeah, it was like a flame-throwing closer. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's probably a little touched in the head. Exactly. Yeah. Very. Those guys are always a little touched. Very in the head. angry out there on the mound. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep keep it together, guy that throws hard. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Super impressive. <laughs> I hate how specific relief pitching has gotten, and just all pitching in general, but especially like heat throwing relievers. Yeah. Like you're you, oh you threw nine pitches tonight are you okay <laughs> are you gonna be okay Papelbon <laughs> the fuck out of here <laughs> athlete sick of this shit I know but speaking of athletes 
the most points uh, ever scored in a game by a rookie was 58, and that was done by uh, your favorite and mine, Mr. Will Chamberlain. Oh, sure. He did it twice in his rookie wow. year. Can you imagine? It's funny how, like, if there's a record in the NBA, you have, like, a 60% chance of getting it right if you say Wilt Chamberlain did it. You got to start with Wilt if it's a scoring record, That's for right. sure. yeah. For sure. Amazing. And and I guess a block record, too. You had a lot of yeah. those. And a rebound record. Yeah, you can start with Wilt. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just go ahead and start with Wilt. <laughs> um, the most points ever scored in an NBA fourth quarter was 58. Ah, Wilt. And the, the Buffalo Braves did that. Oh, I see. A team. by uh, A team. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A team in one quarter. Wow. That's pretty good. In the fourth quarter, in fact. Wow. Can you imagine running up a 58-point fourth quarter? It's quite a comeback like, or a blowout. What's Is the other team, like, literally napping? <laughs> like, how do you score 50? Like, you could be playing guys in wheelchairs and not score 58 points. Yeah. How... That's like a that's how, a that's how, how does it happen? That's a really efficient half of basketball when you score fifty eight <laughs> points. Yeah, like super efficient. Yeah, I I don't I don't know how you score fifty eight in a quarter. It's amazing, but I guess Clay scored thirty seven in a quarter by his lonesome. So yeah, I guess it can be done. Now, obviously, Buffalo Braves. Go Buffs. Go Braves. Whatever. Well, buddy, here's the saddest part of the segment thus far. Oh. <laughs> Zero players. Have worn the number fifty-eight in my beloved association. Wow, zero. We've reached the the zero point here. There, yeah, and I think there's more coming our way. I bet there is. And I have to say, but, oh, go ahead. no, you go, you go. I was gonna say I have to blame the Aztecs. I mean, if it wasn't for them <laughs> pissing all over fifty-eight, maybe people would I'm so wear glad it. I deferred to you. That's a phenomenal point, right? I mean, absolutely. God, I blame the Aztecs too. Yeah, yeah, but. Because Zumbo doesn't know how to disappoint. <laughs> because Zumbo does no hope dashing. <laughs> and he doesn't know how to dampen spirits. Well, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a guy who knows how to get things done. Or whatever. You know. While stoned. While stoned, exactly. Doesn't know the meaning of dissatisfied. That's right. I come to you with something. Okay. <laughs> Josh Tiven, NBA referee number 58. Oh, uh, there we go. Has worked 552 regular season games and 27 playoff games in his nine seasons as an NBA official. Way to go, Josh. <laughs> That's a lot of games, man. Yeah, he's been at it a while. Yeah. Uh, right around when the league started getting terrible officiating, <laughs> Tivin steps in. <laughs> Tivin, interesting tidbit. He's out of Waterford, Connecticut. I don't know if you've ever been. No, I haven't. But I have. And it's the perfect place for a current NBA referee to hail from. <laughs> Boring, dumb, <laughs> blind, unctuous, boot-licking, <laughs> jackstraps, with no ability to tell a flop from a homicide. <laughs> that these people, they, they, Waterford, Connecticut is lousy with people like this. <laughs> the water, They're all over the place. The Waterford Huskies, if I remember correctly, is the, uh, isn't that the name of the, the thing in, in uh in uh, state and Maine, weren't they the Waterford Huskies? They must have been. If you remember it, I'm going to defer to you because you're you're well versed in that film, my friend. Okay, I have not to look that up because it could. Okay, okay, ladies, I mean, I know I we. Just want to make sure. I know we know the the crystal, of course, in Waterford is a thing. A lot of people are talking about the Waterford Huskies. <laughs> a lot of people are saying things. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. That's right. Waterford Huskies. I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's Waterford, Vermont in that film. Not Waterford. Uh, That makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> now, that little voice you were doing just makes me defensive. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. I, no, understandably. <laughs> A lot of people are saying I make them defensive. <laughs> they don't know what defensive is. <laughs> Uh, that's it for my segment. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks, buddy. That was a good one. It was a good one. It was, we had, we had a lot of fun along. there. Yeah, we did. And now let's do something that really isn't very fun at all. No fun at all. Okay. CDC <laughs> makes his mama cry. <laughs> so where are we, brother? Well, last week, of course, we had the demo, the demonstration of the Leadwacker 3000. Right. Which was uh, very impressive from a technology standpoint. And We were flabbergasted. Yeah, and horrifying to watch from a salesman's perspective. Right. And at the end of it, George was left gasping, I'm sure they didn't mean it. I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> they're not going to trim down the sales force. That's right. Uh, but yet, that's what looks like might happen. And today. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. They're up against They it. really are. They're, they're in a real way. We likened it last week to, to John Henry. You know, right. facing the steam engine and the and the uh, the uh, who uh, uh, oh boy oh boy oh boy Every, everybody okay hold on tight I was trying to pull Paul Bunyan oh there you go Paul Bunyan right he had to he had to fight the chainsaw or whatever the fuck did he you know yeah yeah oh. I, I mean I that was definitely a version of that story I saw once upon a gotcha. time gotcha okay that makes sense yeah. Yeah, he'd swing the big axe and knock down a bunch of trees, but then there were the dudes with the, the power power tools. Right. Also knocking down trees. I remember yeah. that, yeah. He couldn't hack it. That's right. And and when George Brett had to go up against the Depends <laughs> underwear. I remember that too. Yeah. Does yeah. That's a that's a bunion esque story. <laughs> right. He burst right through that underpants. He did. He just he did. He, it wasn't gonna stop him from shatting his own pants. No, or telling you about it, apparently. (laughs) You're just shagging flies, and he's out there telling you about what he had just done to himself. Hey, guess what my pants are full of? (laughs) It's not pine tar. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, but today, what we're going to do... Is we're 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 venturing out with George to some location I've never seen before on our uh, on our thing, so I'm not even sure what's going on. But uh, yeah, we yeah, it's uh it's something to do with George. I can tell you that, and that's really we're in the dark. All here, I know about Linda. it. So yeah, well let's I guess let's see. All right. I swear to God, you know, you work all your life and then your son dumps you in a goddamn nursing home. Oh, come on, Dad. Don't talk like that. I thought you liked it in here. Uh, maybe I did once. I don't know. Things just get... Uh, yes, things yes. Get, they get worse over time. They do. 
This chair. The chair? Yes, this chair. I used to have... Uh, That's the same chair, isn't it, Pop? Yeah, it's the same chair, but I used to have those, uh, you know, those... Uh, what? Those... Those, remember? That seat thing, the cover with those beads. Oh, the beads, yes. For my sciatica. Yes, I remember that. Where are the beads? I don't know. W- what happened to the beads? You're asking me? Yes. I don't know. I asked them many times, hey, can you bring me another one of those, you know, with the beads for my chair? Don't they do it? Nurses, man, nurses, man, they don't care. They don't care. You see any beads under my ass? Nope, no beads. No, yes. You like those beads. I love those beads. And now a man accustomed to sitting on beads his entire life has to sit here, nothing on his ass. But ass, yes. It's humiliating. It is. Yes. What do you do? What can you do? What can you do? If you do not have the goddamn beads. I'll I'll look into it, okay, Dad? Listen, listen. Uh, what, what, what? I, I have something I want to talk to you about. Yes, I'm having some problems at work. Again? It's a long story. They've got this machine, you know, sell land, and it's going to bounce me out of a job. And then this guy wants us steal the machine, give it to him. I don't know. I'm so confused, Pop. I I don't know what to do. You know, George, I envy you. You envy me? Why? Yeah, look at you. You're out there. You're doing work. A working man. I just I just sit here all day. I don't do a goddamn thing. I'm telling you, if I could just get back out there like you, I feel like I could be somebody. You are somebody. You're my dad. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean. I think I do. George, I just want you to know I'm proud of you, of all that you have accomplished. You're a good man, George. Thanks to you, Pops. Oh, don't mind me. I guess I'm just bored being in here. I understand. Maybe someday I'll take you on a sit with me. How would you like that? Yeah, that would be great. You could be uh, the vice president just in from out of town. (laughs) Whenever you need me, you know where to find me. Right fucking here. Excuse me, Mr. Arano. Uh, I'm going to take you down the dining room. It's time for lunch. I don't want to go to lunch. It's okay. Dad, I got to run anyway, so... You're welcome to stay and eat with him if you'd like. Oh, no thanks. Well... Uh, What's on the menu today? It's a sardine souffle with a side of liquefied kale. Oh, God, I hate this nursing home. Wow. Wow. That was like, it was kind of touching in a way. Tugs at the old heartstrings, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That was something uh, a little new from Grace. Mm Mm-hmm. The softer side of Grace? Yeah. How about that? (laughs) It's about goddamn time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and who knew George George's dad was still alive? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. It, he's not in great shape, but... No, but he's hanging on. Yeah, I mean, let's get him in the Deadpool. <laughs> Start collecting right away. <laughs> yeah, we probably should. No, he de- but he does seem frail, and, and, and we, he hasn't come up before now, and it's, no. it's, it's shocking to see, to meet him like this. Yeah, yeah it is. But he's uh, he's got some gumption too, though. He's he's not uh, satisfied just sitting around a nursing home. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. No. 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 I, I, um, or is, does anyone handle that well? Is anyone like, yes, please? No. No, right? No. No, it's, they you don't. Gotta, you, you're admitting to the end of a life. It's not easy. That's right. Yeah, it's not. It is yeah. tough. Yeah. Um. Well, do you have a do you have a couple of highlights you want to uh, call out from this scene? Uh, you know, if you do not have the goddamn beads, <laughs> <laughs> sure sticks out in my head. <laughs> right. That's yeah. So yeah, you know. yeah. You know that those. You know, I'm very familiar. I'm sure you are too. Remember those beaded seat cover things that people had? <laughs> yeah, I never understood them. <laughs> I never did either. I thought they were the worst things imaginable. It looks. I don't think I've ever sat on one, but it just looked so uncomfortable. They had them for cars too. Do you remember this? Like yes. You could, like seat covers had them. That's right. And I and guess I, the idea was you would like, it would roll. Like you could roll on it. Like I don't understand the whole beat. But where thing. are you rolling? <laughs> You're in a seat. <laughs> like are you saying it was like a mini massage if you just kind of wiggled back and forth? Yeah, or or up and down. Like you, you just see, it's wiggled. got little wooden nobules, <laughs> and what they do is. They hit pressure points in your bum. <laughs> I never got it. And I I have definitely sat in them because I had to try that out. Right. It's garbage. <laughs> and that's why you can't find them anymore. That's right. Yeah, they did go away pretty quickly. That's why they took them away from, from Papa Arano. They, there must have, been, must have been some kind of lawsuit. <laughs> some sort of class action lawsuit. Old guys were just sliding out of the chair. <laughs> There were just nursing homes littered with old people all over the floor. <laughs> <On> the floor. <laughs> I don't have the quad strength to stay in the beaded chair anymore. <laughs> you got to have quad strength to stay in a chair sometimes. Yeah, that's right. You do. You got to right? keep yourself in there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but but George Sr. seems to be thinking if you do not have the goddamn beads, then you're it's a bad thing. It's a bad beat you're on. That's right. He enjoyed it, I guess. Seemed to love it. Yeah. It was it was good for his sciatica, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, he did say that. <laughs> he did. And I don't know how the sciatic nerve works. What am I? I ain't no gynecologist. So uh, you know, maybe it maybe it helps. Can we can we go back a second to the gynecologist you said you ain't? Gina. Gynecologist. Gina? <laughs> yeah, I know gynecologist. <laughs> Are those the people that study the nerves? <laughs> the, the sciaticals nerves? Yeah, let's go with that. I know, I know of the sciatic nerve. I mean, I know sure. where it runs and and what it where it terminates and all that stuff. Well, it runs in streaks. That's all it does. <laughs> That's, That's all, all it's, it's doing. <laughs> streaks. Especially if you do not have the goddamn beads. <laughs> it runs in streaks, baby. That's right. Right up and down your spine. That's right. Is that where it is truly in the spine? No, nah, it's like uh, right at the lower spine, base mm-hmm. base of the spine down through the glutes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Down the back of your leg. Okay. It shifts at the knee to to around the side, huh. and then terminates at the side of the heel. Wow, crazy, I, right? You, you, I never knew you had so much knowledge of the sciatic nerve. Yeah, well, you know, guy guy works for a living. Guys get injured. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not just on planes talking to Germans about papers. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so th- that would make sense then if you had a beaded chair cushion to sit on and you could rub your ass on the beads that would you might gotta, yeah, relieve right. some pressure on your sciatic nerve. That's right. So there you go. 
Well, there you go. We've solved it. We've literally (laughs) solved it. They have those lumbar pillows, though, that I kind of want to take and 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 get to George Senior. <laughs> you know, like there are better things now. That's true. If he corrected his posture in the chair, perhaps yeah. that would help. Yeah, I don't little... want to sit up. <laughs> you know, that's right. well. All right, you're gonna have problems later, pal. <laughs> He's a little. Well, I mean, that happens when you get old. You get a little, you know, scrunchy. You do. You do get scrunchy, right? The spine kind of starts to curl a little. It does. It does. It's not his fault. That's why stretching is so important, people. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Get limber. Elongate. (laughs) Fight the the defects of time, my friend. (laughs) Battle them off with stretching. As George Sr. says, things get worse over time. They do, yes. Right at the beginning of this, he said that. Yeah. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, that's true. That is true. Yeah. It's also true that when you're when your loved one is in a nursing home, shit disappears. Like it'll be there one day, and then it'll be gone forever the next, and and no one has any idea what happened to it, where it went, and then all of a sudden, Mrs. McGillicuddy is wearing your mother's glasses. You are blowing my mind. <laughs> you are blowing my mind. Why? Because I thought the things that my mom claimed were missing were just her being, you know. Yeah, forgetful. Well, that's one way to say it, sure. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm trying to be yeah. polite, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her having no more oxygen in her brain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I thought it was that, but you're su- you're suggesting that there was some thievery afoot. Yeah, something, but those glasses <laughs> always went away. Do you think that your mom sold those glasses and then <laughs> forgot about it? <laughs> I don't think so. When the first nursing home that my mother was in, there was a woman who we used to call the chicken lady. I didn't know her name and she didn't speak. So you couldn't like just walk up to her and say, hello, I'm Bill. What's your name? You know, she right. didn't, she couldn't speak. Many but, people don't operate like that in nursing homes. Right. But what yeah. she did do was keep busy like all day. Like she was all around, like everywhere. She would cover the whole nursing home several times over in the course of a day. And one of the things, someone told me at one point that she used to be a cleaning lady. And so she was sort of reliving that. She was going around everyone's room and sort of cleaning up and straightening and stuff. However, one of the things that she would do in her straightening was she would go into another um, person's room, take something like from their... From their top of their chest of drawers or whatever. Sure, And then put it in her pants and walk (laughs) off with it. I don't understand the problem. (laughs) What what are you getting at? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, if you're looking for your mom's glasses, <laughs> I think you know where to look. Checking Mrs. Chicken Lady's pants is what I'm doing. That's exactly right. Drop them, Chicken Lady. <laughs> Let's go. She was like Harpo Marks. You know what I mean? She yeah. there's a, a treasure trove in there. I mean, I that's funny that she used to be a cleaning lady because I mean, you know, there are there's, there's there have been stories. I'm obviously not casting aspersions on all cleaning people, but you know, people have safes in their little hotel rooms for reasons that just <laughs> didn't happen out of nowhere. Right, right. You know, and so she, maybe she's literally reliving the glory days. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you know? she was like in quotes a cleaning lady. A cleaning lady. Yeah. 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 That yeah. could be. Stick it in your pants. <laughs> cleaning lady 
It's a good it's a good gamble because that's like one place, you know, people can't just walk up to you and search your pants if you're a lady because you can just start yelling and screaming that you're being attacked or assaulted. I don't and understand. Then, <laughs> we we're not allowed to do this. Men? Yeah. No, we welcome people searching in our <laughs> pants. But we can't be the ser- the searching part. Correct. That's right. We cannot be the search party. <laughs> that's right. Cuz then cuz then if there's a thief Who's putting stuff in her pants? She could just yell and scream, and other people would come running. Hey, sir, what are you doing to that nice lady? Yeah, that's and then a fair she point. just she just walks away with you know, you know, a violin. Yeah, or whatever. Or, right. Yeah, or anything. Whatever's yeah. on top of the chest of drawers. That's right. Whatever priceless thing she can find. To yeah. Put in her pants. Yeah, in your pants with those Rembrandts. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, they got to be some big pants, but. <laughs> You're making a killing that day. You walk off with a couple of Rembrandts. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that. So the Thanks, beaded buddy. the beaded chair thing has disappeared, and they don't know what happened to it. Good riddance. Right? When George asks them to bring him another one, they don't do it. Why? Because nurses, man, nurses, man, they don't care. They don't care. There you go. It's a shame. <laughs> Why don't they care, Bill? That's what I'm saying. It's a shame that George Senior is getting such sh- shady treatment in the in the nursing home. Yeah, well, I mean, it's this is not unlike, um, you know, Shelley having his daughter in the hospital and not being able to pay. Like, I'm sure George can't afford, you know, the top of the line, uh, you know, yes. circumstance for his dad. That's right. Yeah, you know, it didn't look like a very luxurious place for him. And to you be and staying. I both know those places are not cheap. Oh my God, no, they don't come cheap. They surely don't. You know? Yeah, they are super expensive. Yeah. I, I could have bought a house with the money I spent to have my mom in a nursing home for two years. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, I, I know that it costs a lot of money to run one of those places because you got a lot of people working there. They're doing food. They're doing. Sure, sure. There's a lot going of, on. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. But nonetheless, for us <laughs> to like force people to pay their own way at these super expensive nursing homes seems like we're not taking care of our old people properly. We could do better. Yeah, we can do better. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. It's robbery. It is robbery. Is what it is. That's absolutely right. Um but uh he's got nothing on his ass <laughs> and what can you do? He's nothing that goddamn beats. Okay, good. But then George <laughs> then George is like, "Listen, dad, I want to talk to you about something." And uh and he tells him that he's having problems at work. And George Sr. says, again? Again, yeah. It's a running theme, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know if George has a lot of people to talk to about these kinds of things. His dad, Dave Moss. (laughs) His senile dad. (laughs) His angry and abusive co-worker. (laughs) (laughs) And then he tries Ricky, and, you know, Ricky does his best, but... That's right, yeah. Ricky is Ricky. (laughs) And concerned about Ricky. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 George, yeah, that's conversation is that's one of my favorite parts of the movie though, when Ricky and George have that little scene. Me too. I really it really is this there's a softness there that I think we need at that point in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. And you definitely see a softer side of Ricky because he Absolutely, yeah. He definitely does feel for George in that moment when he's like, you, no, you're a good man, George. That's right. Yeah. He kind of drops the facade and, and kind of bolsters a guy that isn't him. 
right. It's, impre- it's impressive. It is impressive, yeah. Yeah. He seems to genuinely like George, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it, George is not competition, first of all. Exactly, right? yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a somewhere between like and pity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's where Ricky lives. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, and, and that scene has some great lines in it too. Like the, you know, I don't know what I'm going to tell him. Tell him the truth, George. It's the easiest, easiest thing, to, thing remember. to remember. Yeah, you know? it's great. Yeah, it's it so great. great. It's great stuff. Yeah. So George tells his dad that about the the lead whacker, and and the guy wants him to steal it, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's so right. confused. Um, and and George Senior, instead of like, sort of giving him advice or telling him what to do or solving his problem, he just he says he envies George. Which seemed a little odd. Yeah. But, you know, he, he explains that George is out there. He's doing work. He's a working man. And I guess George Sr. misses, you know, misses that. Yeah. I mean, uh, old old folks, uh, retired people, they tend to feel less, you know, l- less a sense of efficacy in the world. Yeah. And less, le- even less like a person. You know what right. I mean? You just Well, yeah. Because yeah, they, they have no meaning. Exactly. Yeah. They have no contributing purpose. Contributing to anything. Right. There's yeah, no, I, yeah. There's no reason to get out of bed every day, you yeah. know, when you're in a nursing home. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah, I, I say, let's hit the fast forward button. Let's go. <laughs> Let give me nothing to wake up for, <laughs> and give it to me now. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, it sounds good on paper, <laughs> but after like a week, you're like, okay. This, this is a challenge I'd love to meet, and I've never been able to in my life. But I hear it all the time. I'm like, I'm a do nothing guy, and they're like, you don't mean that. You'd <laughs> you'd be fine for like a week or two, and then you'd be like, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. It does. I'm like, I I will confess, I have been doing nothing now for several months, <laughs> and uh, it is a challenge to keep up with everything. Right. Right. You know, like I, I have no, like I've said this before, I have no sense of time. And like there right. are things like I would like to do. Uh, like on Saturday, uh, there's a group of scooterists down the shore who go for rides occasionally. And they were doing a ride on Saturday. And it was a beautiful day. But I totally forgot all about it until I woke up and I looked at my phone. And it was like, oh, that thing is today. And it's already started. So I totally had missed this, just spaced on it, you know. And wah, wah. I know, but that happens all the time where I just forget. My my friend was doing a reading of his new uh, musical, and I got invited to watch that on Zoom. And I totally missed that too because I was just like, "I'm out of it," you know. So, it's it's weird. It's a weird place to be when you have nothing to do. It is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I have. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I I. Th- but I I think I would adapt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dealing I, with it particularly well. What? I mean, I think I'm doing okay, but I mean, for a while there, I was really enjoying it, you know what I mean? But now I'm starting to get to the point where... Oh, so what, six months is your limit? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Something like that. A few months, yeah. I love it. Definitely starts to get a little... um, Well, good. I'd like to see you get out there and start doing stuff. What am I going to do? I don't know. Get a job. Help somebody. (laughs) Volunteer. Do a thing. I should volunteer. You're right. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. You yeah. were you were marching, were you not? Did you not just march and have a thing? Uh, I, no, I missed that. I, I totally <laughs> I just <laughs> forgot all about it. All right, buddy, this is an intervention. Let's go. <laughs> Let's plan out at like three things for the week. It's not a lot to ask. <laughs> Let's get three things done, huh? Well, I'm doing this. Does that count as one? Nope. Nope. Oh, this come on. is nonsense. No. Nope. Come on. No, I mean leave the like like vacate the house. <laughs> 
engage in an activity, come back to the house hours later. That's what I'd like to see out of you. Okay. Okay. Um, like a, your little your little scoot toot. That would have been fine. That's something. Yeah, that would. I would. I, yeah, it would have been fine. It could have been as simple as that. I know. I, I would have liked to have gone, but I just didn't. I didn't well, even think of it. Yeah. You know, start with the man in the mirror. That's right. <laughs> look at him. Look him deep in the eye and say, "I'm going to do three things this week." Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. That's what I'm going to do. I love this. <laughs> I love being able to bully people into being active. I'm telling you, if I could just get back out there like you, I feel like I could still be somebody. What are you? <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what George Sr. says to George. It is. It is indeed. Yes. Yeah. And then there's It reminds me of the scene. Do you remember in And Justice for All when uh, Pacino goes to visit Lee Strasberg in the old folks home? Oh, yeah. He's a very similar tete-a-tete with his old old man. That's right. About how he used to be a lawyer and he feels no longer, you know, uh, like he's contributing anything and he misses the life and the whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is very similar. How about that? Who was that? Grandpa Sam was Lee Strasberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right. If you haven't seen And Justice for All, people, you know... Stop this and go watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun movie. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah, great. Pacino, you Jack you Warden. You called it fun, which makes me think you you didn't love it. No, I do love it. I mean, I think okay. it, it's it's a mixture of fun and pathos, right? Like there's there are moments of of like sort of wild, hilarious hijinks. The Jeffrey Tambor stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's some really sad, you know, really touching stuff, too. Right, so, for sure, for sure. Yeah, hard-hitting stuff. It's a great uh, 70s movie. It's one of those... It is. A young Craig T. Nelson is great in it. Yep. Forsyth, Warden, Pacino. It's uh, Strasberg. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a great movie. Come on. <laughs> Christine Lottie. Yeah, there you go. Also, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a good film. Yeah. All right, and then, then there's a sweet moment where George responds. He says, you are somebody. You're my dad. That's nice. <laughs> Wasn't that nice? It, it is nice. Because that, that is something. You know what I mean? If you're, And it's just not like you have to be a dad to be somebody. But to George, you know, his dad is somebody. Somebody really important. Yeah. It's nice. It is nice. It's heartwarming. It really is. And then Senior goes on to tell him he just wants George to know that he's proud of him, of all that he's accomplished. That's what every son wants to hear, isn't it? Yeah. And he tells him he's a good man. Yeah. And George says, thanks to you, Pops. That's right. I mean, this is this is nice. It's real nice. It is. Real nice. It is. <laughs> it's true. And then George offers to take uh, Dad on a sit with him. That's right. Now this sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> and George Senior is like, "Yeah, that would be great." And George says he can be the vice president just in from out of town. Yeah, good role for an older fella. That's right. Right. <laughs> Wheel him in in his wheelchair. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this, is, this is Mr. Morton. <laughs> He's the uh, vice president uh, just in from out of town in his wheelchair. <laughs> He'd start bitching about beads. <laughs> Blow the sit. That's right. Right? Right. I, I, I'm looking forward to that scene. And then, <laughs> you uh, and me both, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then this nurse comes in to the, to the room. Right. To take uh, George Sr. down to the dining room for lunch. For lunch. For lunch. <laughs> for lunch. For lunch. But guess what he doesn't want to do? Go to lunch. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I guess it runs in the family. I yeah, mean, chip off know. the old block in a lot of ways here, it <laughs> seems right. like. Yeah. That's right. 
Uh, and then uh, George says, that's okay, Dad, I got to go anyway. And the nurse invites George to come and eat with him if he'd like to. And right. George is like, ah, I don't think so. And then he thinks about it for a second. Wait a minute, free meal. Right. I might be out of work soon. That's right. <laughs> this could be see, good for me. See what they're serving up, at least. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And then uh, the the dish of the day doesn't sound so good. Doesn't at all. No. No. And, uh, and George Sr. says, oh, God, I hate this nursing home. <laughs> uh, f- sound of fizzle. <laughs> <laughs> the the meal, though, I think is worth noting. The sardine souffle with liquefied kale. Yeah, yeah, gross. <laughs> I mean, that's disgusting. That's it really disgusting. is. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. I remember when um, my mom was sort of late in her life, and she could no longer chew her own food. And they would, you know, her dinner consisted of like three different colored puddles on a plate. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And that's what the liquefied kale reminded me of. Sure. It was like one of those puddles was probably some kind of vegetable and one was something else. Green puddle. Right. The green puddle was some kind of vegetable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the other one one was just gravy, you know. Yeah. And the other one was just like, you know, potatoes or something. And the last one was George Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Boo hoo to me. <laughs> oh, Georgie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Georgie. Oh, George. That, no, it was a very touching scene. Very sad, you know? Yeah. Uh, George didn't really get the help he was looking for necessarily, but. No. I do feel like, in a lot of ways, he'll walk away at least slightly more emboldened to try to make it work somehow. That's true. He, he got a little bit sort of a pep talk there. A little bit of a pep, yeah. Enjoy what there. you have. Recognize exactly. that you're young and and vi- and vibrant, and you know, don't don't lose sight of that. That's right. Don't yeah. take it for granted. That's right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And that's a message to all you out there in listening land. <laughs> don't take it for granted. Yeah, it's true. Right. You got your youth. You got your health. Fucking do something. Yeah. Three things this week, all of you. <laughs> You hear me? <laughs> and report back to us. Yeah. With the three things you did. I'm working my tits off out here. <laughs> you people are bitching about having to go on a scooter ride. <laughs> what the fuck? Where'd I go wrong? <laughs> oh, you know. You know what it was. <laughs> I'm sure if you thought about it, you could recognize right away where you went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's sad, but true. That's it. it's the truth that hurts the most. <laughs> well, I ain't got nothing else for you today. Zimbo. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah, that's all plenty. Right. Well, we are we gonna we're gonna debut this new game. Yeah, yeah. Next next week, perhaps. Perhaps. Do you think you'll have it? One of those. Um, I'll key. I'll key one up for you. You key one up for me. Okay, that sounds good. We'll sort of inspire each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun game just to think of movies that go together in a theme night like that. So true, it be, true. Should be and here, fun. Here, if I if we may talk about things that should be talked about off mic on mic, <laughs> uh-huh. I'd like to maybe suggest that like we could make it. We could really make it like we could just choose like three key words. That say two movies have in common and try to try to find that thread. Do you know what I mean? Ah. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, if I was like to use the other example, if I was like, uh, I might have to think about this a little further. But yeah, if see, I hard. mentioned like Rita Hayworth poster, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, b- Pocket Rocks, 
uh, Red was here. These are all obvious examples, but these things you would say Shawshank Redemption, right? For sure, right? And yeah. then, w- and then from there, we could find other movies with three more keywords. Oh wow, you love this. <laughs> I'll set it up so that it's more like a game when we do it. Oh, my, You'll love it. I will. I'll look forward to it. And my other POW movie I just thought of it was Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad we circled back for that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah, <laughs> with POWs. Yeah. Perfect. That's what, that's what you're doing, POWs? My POW movies were... Uh, Stalock 17. Come on, stay with me now. Bridge on the River Kwai. I'm with you. Uh, the Deer Hunter and yes. The Great Escape. And Rambo. Oh, is he a POW? Well, there are POWs in one of those <laughs> that he's rescuing. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. Rambo. Maybe Third Blood? I don't know. <laughs> the Triple Blood one? I don't know. I've never, I've never, as you know, I've never indulged in the Rambo series. That's insane to me. The actual, the first one, as I told you before, is a phenomenal movie. I, yes, you have told me. In and of its own right, don't let the caricatures of the later films <laughs> bog you down. That first one's pretty great. And it's written by uh, David Hare, I believe, that first movie. That sounds right. Yeah. Because it's good. Yeah. Okay. It's got, it's, it has a compelling story. Like, he's a troubled ex-war veteran. And no one understands him, so he has to kill them all. <laughs> De <Didoy. laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. No, all he right. doesn't want to kill them. It's a, there's a real struggle. There's a real emotional struggle going on there. Well, I mean, any time Richard Crenna is in a movie, I want to kill him. Let's in a beret? Way. Come on. You definitely want to kill that guy. Yeah, for sure. Crenna's the only one that understands him. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He doesn't what you c- call hell, he calls home. <laughs> That's right. He gets it. Nobody else does. <laughs> well, because Crenna's been there. Yeah, that's right. With him. With yeah. John Rambo. Sure, sure. Yeah. He didn't get that beret, you know, sweeping out the stables. <laughs> they don't give you berets on scooter tutors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So three things for you this week. Uh-huh. So a game. Sh- game, game. We're going to play a movie game next week. We got that to get ready. This is very right. exciting. We have a lot to do. This is very exciting. Is coming up with my three movies, like my theme movies, is that one of the things that I do this week? Does that count? I, I, I don't. I, I, again, I think we're going to want these things to happen, you know, beyond the front door. But what's out there? You, exactly. You. That's up to you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the, the world is out there. Yeah, but it's all infected. No, it's not all infected. It's all infected. Lots of it is, <laughs> but not all of it. <laughs> okay, I'll try to find three safe activities I can I do. I bet you can. I bet you can. I mean, I know you go for your walks. Let's not count those, huh? Right. Well, sure, I can't because that, I'm already doing that. Right, 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 right. And my motorcycle rides, I go for them. They don't count. They shouldn't. No. Uh, may- maybe, yeah, something, yeah. You, None of you those things... Com- are productive like all they're, they're just for me you know what i mean right. like do something good for somebody right it's not that hard <laughs> a lot of people need help right now yeah they do you're right you're right yeah. about that you're right about that this is very exciting buddy good this could be a whole new leaf turned for you it could be a whole new podcast what i don't know we like involving me yeah sure of course oh fantastic i'm not doing one by myself <laughs> that would be boring well sure <laughs> 
No, but yeah, I love a new podcast idea. I know you do. Do you think somebody's (laughs) doing a Rambo podcast already? (laughs) I wonder if someone did the Rambo movies minute by minute. I wonder. We'll have to look. That Somebody up. probably did. It's there are lots of minute by minute ones out there, so there it's possible are, yeah. they did. But if if not, you could you could do that. Y- yes, I, even I could. Even if somebody already did it, you could do it. I could do it. Yeah, you could get Sly on the show. <clears throat> hey, oh, what are we doing? It's a podcast. <laughs> I don't know nothing about a podcast. <laughs> this is hell. <laughs> And what I mean by that is home. <laughs> Perfect. I could get Sly on every week. Have Krenna? I could have Sly do film commentary over the minute. Oh, now that would be exciting. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Now when I, when I crushed that guy's skull, it wasn't a real skull. <laughs> I asked, could it be a real skull? And they said, you probably can't crush that Sly. And I was like, have you seen my arms? <laughs> no. So I could probably crush it. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I could crush a walnut <laughs> with my lats. <laughs> I do love Sly. He just—I just was just watching Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy two, and he pops up in that one. He does. Yeah, I don't remember that. I forgot all about it. Huh? He's great too. I don't remember him popping. I know Kurt Russell pops up in that, but I don't remember yeah, Sly he's popping up. Part of that. the the band of you know Michael Rooker in that film, how yeah. they're uh, the, the whatever they call them, the Ravers or the Rav- Ravagers or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, whatever. There's a there's a band of those folks, and Sly is like what, one of the major ones. Huh, how about that? Pretty great. Cool. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's all I got, buddy. <laughs> Good. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back. Good to be back. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. What would David Mamet think? What would David Mamet think? Hate it, love it, tell us to shut